Welcome back to Foxbox. Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about uh, more recently. Uh, so I got a lot of episodes that I want to do. Today we're going to be talking about Shin Godzilla. That's one of my most recent crazes. The most recent thing that I've just delved super deep into and looking into because Godzilla vs. King Kong came out. Uh, and now a lot of things have garnered my attention recently. Uh, WandaVision has been sucking the life out of me and uh, the uh, been watching a couple different movies as of late that are really good. So I do have a lot of podcast episodes to get through, including one that I still haven't done yet. This fucking Rise of Skywalker thing, which I might end up canceling because I just can't get it to a good point. And then I see no reason to continue it because I actually like Rise of Skywalker. So I don't really see the point in actually redoing it. <laughs> so yeah, that, that, that's, that one's still kind of up in the air, but I thought I'd do this one as a continuation of, we're going to keep talking about movies. Cause the last one this year was a movie thing. I'm probably going to talk about WandaVision, which is sort of a movie in itself. Um, I'm going to talk about these two movies that I watched recently and so yeah, so today we're just going to talk about Shin Godzilla. Now, I've been a sort of a Godzilla fan growing up, but I mean, all I had growing up was the 98 version, so I wasn't really too much of a fan of it. Uh, I did understand the big monster thing, but I didn't understand totally why you would actually have a monster movie at that point. I think my first introduction to monster movies that really pushed me into starting to like monster movies more was when one trailer came out and it was essentially just labeled one eighteen oh eight. Now all the people that know what I'm talking about when I say that date just had flashbacks because that was literally what it was called for the first month of that trailer. And everybody was hustling and bustling about it. Uh, it would end up being called Cloverfield, named after the street in Hollywood, I think. And uh, it was one of the first monster movies that really got me delved into it. And uh, it was also kind of around that found footage craze. So, like, it helped out that I was also into a lot of found footage films and I kept being into found footage films. I was, I, I understand that found footage films are super cheesy, but there's. I fell into that craze hardcore and there's only, I think there's only like three or four found footage horror films that I still consider great movies today. Uh, but like everything else is kind of, it is a trash genre in general, but there are a lot of gems and Cloverfield was one of those gems because JJ Abrams took this idea of like a Blair witch project. Cause that was pretty much all there was at the time for found footage films there. He took the idea of a Blair witch project and essentially made like, what if it was in New York and it was a monster movie? And it's just like, that's a brilliant idea because JJ Abrams does have amazing ideas and he does have some flaws as a writer, but like his main thing is these amazing ideas. He gets paid for just fucking thinking of shit. But yeah, no Cloverfield was a great idea and it got me into it a little bit more. Um, but more recently, like last year is when I really delved into Godzilla. Now, a couple years ago when the first Godzilla came out in 2014, the first uh, American Godzilla that was actually kind of good, 
I, I watched that and I fell back in love with Godzilla instantly. King of Monsters came out. I also fell in love with Godzilla again. Uh, so we delve into this as we are getting closer and closer to King Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, I try, I'm trying to start watching stuff, though I'm not really much of a... I don't really have too much time to just sit there and binge movie after movie. So I've mainly been watching a lot of these YouTube videos about everybody talking about Godzilla. And one of them stuck out to me, and it was the newest Japanese Godzilla. The one that essentially was their answer to America doing a 2014 Godzilla. Uh, this movie was called Shin Godzilla or Godzilla Resurgence, whatever everybody calls it. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure everybody calls it Shin Godzilla now when it was first being teased. I think it was called uh, Godzilla Resurgence, but it's not really a resurgence of Godzilla. It's a whole, re it's like a reboot of Godzilla. And, uh, so it's taking Godzilla from a base level and making him into something that he's not in the original. Because the original Godzilla is definitely sort of based on lizard characteristics, kind of a T-Rex, but like ginormous. Uh, stands a little more upright than a T-Rex, definitely smarter than a T-Rex, has laser beams, stuff like that. Uh, this one is the most unique take on Godzilla ever. And that's the thing is like, you could eat, and it's kind of funny, the thing that you want to compare it to is the 1998 Godzilla, because that was also, as bad as that movie was, it was weirdly the most unique take on Godzilla at the time, because it was very different than anything that Godzilla had done. The issue with the 1998 Godzilla is it was taking cues of what was popular at the time, which what was the big thing that was popular in the 90s and 80s that has something to do with giant lizards? That's right, Jurassic Park. So they took a lot of cues from Jurassic Park rather than taking a lot of cues from Godzilla itself, which is why he is more hunched over, the design is more like a dinosaur, he has eggs and all this other shit, it breeds asexually, which is not really a dinosaur thing, but it's like... It's, it's a way of making it more like Jurassic Park, which is what they did with that movie. They made it more like Jurassic Park than they did like a Godzilla movie. Um, so yeah, that, that movie's not that great. Now this one takes it on a whole different path. And let me preface this by what everybody else has said in YouTube videos when I was watching like recommendations for Godzilla. They were always saying that if you are a fan of the kick-ass monster movie, and this is where... I am at first because the one movie that I, this is a movie I forgot to mention, but before Godzilla, Godzilla 2014 came out, I was a huge fan of probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite monster movies of all time, Pacific Rim. I love Pacific Rim. It's a fun action movie made by Guillermo del Toro and Guillermo del Toro is amazing with direction and how he does certain things. He makes a bunch of props rather than just using CGI. So, I mean, his his style kind of fit for a monster movie, and it's still one of my favorite monster movies of all time. Now, if you are just into that kind of monster movie or even just into the American style of monster movie, this may not actually be the monster movie for you. You may need to preface this a lot. There is a lot of talking in this, and the, the issue is um, I think... Everybody's always talking about the 2014 Godzilla and King of Monsters. And like, why is there so much focus on the people? It's like, there kind of has to be, but I understand what they're saying. They want a Godzilla movie that is mainly focused on Godzilla and destruction and fighting and shit like that. And I understand that completely. This is not 
that. Because this is almost just about how Japan would actually deal with a Godzilla more than it is actually about Godzilla. And Godzilla is such it's such a unique take on Godzilla because he's not even like a lizard thing. He's not even like this monster. He he's he's evolving before their eyes. And it definitely does seem like the overall design for it kind of had me iffy at first. And the overall design for it kind of made me kind of question because like everything's done in daylight, which is something that America would never do really. I mean, they kind of do it, but there's always a darker tone for these big monster movies because they don't want you to see any flaws that there might be in the CGI. So looking at this movie, they did every almost everything in the daytime. It's like the movie's like almost over before you see nighttime and then you go back to daytime again right after that. So it's just like, there's a lot of the film that is done during the daytime. And that made me think that the CGI was bad just because of the way my eyes were looking at it. Uh, looking back and like really delving into the movie and actually watching these scenes, there is so much detail to Godzilla. There's so much different stuff. And you, you can tell when it is the guy in the suit and you can tell when it's not. Uh, one of the things that bothered the hell out of me and it's, almost stopped bothering the hell out of me more recently but his arms his arms are they're hard to explain they're like t-rex arms right but where t-rex arms the claws are facing down these claws are facing up and it took me a while to totally realize what that meant and i i started thinking about it and it's just like okay we need to stop really comparing this thing to a dinosaur because of the fact that this is a grotesque monster that has evolved and come out of the ocean right and the only thing you can compare it to is because it slightly resembles a t-rex and i feel like that's what they were going for because the two little arms thing like it looks like it would be a t-rex but they're upside down it's showing that they were probably like at one point up in its chest and buried right in his chest. And he's like prying them off of his chest, which is why the claws are facing up. And like, when I got that into my head, it was just like, okay, I kind of understand the design here. The design is not meant to be a lizard. This is not meant. And then and there's previous ones like uh, Godzilla earth. It's uh, meant to look like a tree. It looked like he evolved from trees. Kind of this one. He is evolving from, he's just a grotesque, nuclear waste monster like he is the definition of what a monster is where like king kong is a gorilla godzilla is usually a lizard shin godzilla is a fucking monster that's the only word that you can actually use to describe this version of godzilla there's nothing you can really do he has characteristics of a lot of different species um but yeah the design is amazing and how they deal with this Godzilla is probably the most interesting thing. Uh, the movie actually starts out with something that was really cool when stuff starts happening and like they don't know what's going on totally. Like I think like oil starts flooding streets and shit uh, because there's definitely something in the water. Uh, and how they show this is they kind of mix in a little bit of found footage stuff. And I actually kind of like that. Uh, 
it shows that there's so much influence into this fucking movie. And I don't even know if Cloverfield is an influence for them, but it is kind of interesting that they show like phone recordings. They, and it's not like a news channel is showing these phone recordings. They're just flashing it above your face. So it kind of feels like it's really happening when you first start watching the movie. Like it shows phone recordings of different things, phone recordings of when the tail first pops up. There's videos that are done online. And it's just like, yes, this is what exactly would happen if there was a monster coming out of the ocean. Was People would be filming it. It'd be all over the internet. And like that is the issue is uh, a lot of the, the government of Japan is refusing to believe that it is a creature. And it's not until somebody posts a video online of the tail coming out of the fucking water that everybody pays attention. It's like, oh shit, that's like a living fucking thing coming out of the water right now and so that's where the movie heads into a completely different direction and they're trying to focus on different things like the first thing is evacuation while also coming up with a plan of attack when it actually when it starts crawling out first of all i can't get i i tried to this is another point the in the cgi that i tried to get over and it was the him crawling through the city, just destroying the city. The face looked very dead. It looked like a giant balloon at first. Like it looked like a parade balloon at first, just crawling through the city. And like it took me real a while to realize why it looked like that to me. And the reason why it does look like that to me is because he's dead-eyed. And I started to think, what the f- fuck am I thinking of that's dead-eyed? And that is fish. When it first comes out of the water. It like the face looks like fish's eyes look like the eyes look like that. Like they look like they're not really paying attention to anything because and they're not blinking because fish don't have eyelids. So it evolves slowly to where you do actually see him actually start looking at things, even though the eyes are still very dead. Like it's very clear that this Godzilla has the character has some characteristics of fish in general. So like this is kind of interesting. It was kind of interesting the way it ended up being when he fully stands up, everybody freaks the fuck out. Like the main character, uh, he, he was the first one to be like, it's evolving. Like, (laughs) like that's insane. And this movie is just so good the way it does everything, but you will have to get through especially if you do not speak japanese you will have to get through a lot of lengthy points of subtitles as they are a committee that is trying to discover and slowly think of what this thing is and how to stop it and that that is the whole point of this like a majority of this movie is like in the beginning when they first put this committee together to stop godzilla They're like, okay, so this is all the information we have. We do not have that much information. All of you need to, essentially, you're discovering information right now. Like, they have to make discoveries on a new species, essentially, because this is something completely different that you have to learn about. So they have this very minute, but, like, the thing keeps changing. Uh, One of the things that keeps happening, when they first attack Godzilla, or try to attack Godzilla, there's one person that is walking through and they have to stop the attack because it hasn't been fully evacuated yet. So there's a point of time where they're not attacking the thing. They're just letting it wreck the fucking city because of the fact that they want everybody out before they start firing on, on the thing. And when they do actually fire on the thing, of course they find out that it's kind of indestructible. Um, but yeah, no, this 
movie is amazing. It is a whole fucking trip. You have to sit there. It took me three like times because like I would keep watching it late at night because again, I do not really have time to sit there and watch movies on my own. Uh, me and my wife watch movies, but this is definitely not her cup of tea. Uh, King, Godzilla vs. King Kong wasn't her cup of tea either. So I kept trying to watch it like late at night and then I would kind of fall asleep. And so I'd have to keep rewatching parts of it and going through it because it's not a movie that you want to watch late at night because it will put you to sleep. There is a lot of talking in this movie. But you have to just stay focused. The stuff that they're talking about is very interesting. They are very great actors. They're doing a lot to really convey the drastic nature of what's going on. And it is probably one of the best Godzilla movies ever done. And I don't think America is ever going to do anything that could top it. Uh, because we're focusing on what we focus on usually, and that is creating monster versus monster now. And I think Pacific Rim kind of put us in that direction. Pacific Rim was that first movie that uh, America did that had robots versus monsters. Like we created our own monsters to fight the monsters that were invading. So I think that that's what kind of set us off on this whole monster versus monster thing craze that we're going through right now with Godzilla. Uh, as opposed to Godzilla being something deeper. And yeah, there is a lot more Godzilla movies that are not that deep as the first one and Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla and the first Godzilla have the most deep message behind them. And there's a lot of stuff in between that that is just kind of making the mo making movies and trying to pun it and like make all these sci-fi stuff happen. It gets pretty crazy, especially during like the eighties from what I hear. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't know if America's going to be able to ever do a Godzilla that has a deep meaning because they just want to do monster, monster punching monster. And that's fine. Those movies aren't bad. Like, again, I don't hate those movies because, again, I love Pacific Rim and I love the idea of having monsters fighting monsters and Godzilla vs. King Kong is going to be amazing. But Shin Godzilla is probably the deepest message, the deepest lore. Uh, they uh, A lot of people don't like when humans are involved in the story. I feel like Shin Godzilla is the one exception because I feel like they did it right. They don't have young children for one. Like they don't have children trying to communicate with the thing or trying to sympathize with Godzilla and stuff. But also like this Godzilla is very different than the other Godzillas because other Godzillas are considered protectors and they kind of are different to humans and they just see monsters showing up and they kick the monster's ass and then go away. This Shin Godzilla is something that is just now being created and it is a hundred percent just destroying anything in its path. And then at certain points, it's honestly defending itself. Like there's lasers coming out of pretty much every part of this fucking thing's body. Like there's lasers all the way down the back, laser that comes out of the tail, laser that comes out of the mouth. And it's just, it's just so fucking interesting. Uh, I definitely recommend it for movie buffs. I definitely recommend it for Godzilla films with the preface that it's not like anything Godzilla's ever done before. But I mean, if you're a Godzilla fan, you've already seen it. If you're a casual moviegoer, it might not be your cup of tea. But again, I mean, there's people that like Godfather. So, I mean, there's probably people that would really be into it. Um, 
but yeah, be prepared. There, you have to watch it with subtitles unless you know Japanese. And I bet if if you watch it in Japanese, and you actually know Japanese, it's probably a lot easier to follow. I'm not used to watching movies with subtitles. Uh, I don't. I'm not really into anime either. So like, I I don't really watch that many, that much stuff with subtitles. I usually have the volume up pretty loud. So yeah, I'm not used to watching things with subtitles. So it was a little bit of a hard thing for me to get used to but once i actually got used to it it was fine um but yeah you it it is a two hour long godzilla movie so it's gonna be intense there's a lot of stuff that happens throughout uh but yeah that's godzilla shin godzilla for you um thought i'd want to talk about that one because i delved a lot into it and i delved a lot into all these different godzilla stuff because i just i wanted to learn more about godzilla because the stuff that I was fed in 19 for the 1998 Godzilla, like it wasn't great. And so now learning that there's more than just goofy hokey stuff, there's actually a lot deeper of a message to Godzilla. Like I kind of dig that. Um, but yeah, a couple different stuff I'm going to do. I'm, I'm definitely going to do once WandaVision is completely out, I will do a podcast episode about the whole show. I don't want to do it in pieces because I just feel like throwing out a bunch of rumors or a bunch of theories that I might have or a bunch of ideas isn't really great to do. I feel like I want to just wait until the ninth episode comes out and just once that's done, I'll be able to actually give my full opinion on it. I do love the show, though. Um, Another thing that just came out recently was uh, Barb and Star go, go to Vista Del Mar. It's a fucking mouthful of a title. Uh, I was on TikTok recently, and the story behind that is like legit. I would see like 30-second videos of this movie, and they wouldn't show too much. They would show like one joke, and it wasn't like even that great of a joke. It was like a joke at the very beginning of the movie. They did not show much of that movie when I first saw the trailers to it, so I didn't know much about it. So going into that movie... It blew me the fuck away because that movie was hilarious. I really think that that movie might actually be one of the greatest comedies for 2021. Though, I mean, I don't know what else, what other comedies are coming out this year. That opinion might change. But so far, even though it's only February, I think that movie is the best comedy so far this year. Uh, And I don't even know if there's been that many comedies. The other movie I watched was Willy's Wonderland. Now, I am not, and let me preface this, I am not a big fan of Five Nights at Freddy's, but this movie was fucking great. Even though it's like kind of just based on Five Nights at Freddy's, and uh, I feel like I don't think it's anything like the actual stuff, because definitely Nick Cage's character is something that's probably not in Five Nights at Freddy's. So... Willy's Wonderland blew me away. It was really great. There's some funny bits. Uh, Nicolas Cage is having a fucking great time with the movie, uh, especially as the movie goes on. He kind of gets funnier and funnier. So you'll have to watch that and watch the other one. And yeah, I'm be doing videos on those. So I've got three different episodes down the turnpike. And then uh, eventually I'll get to some other stuff. I mean, it just depends. This year is a year. It's definitely a year. So I'll see you on the next episode of Foxbox.